So also you now indeed have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today is the feast day of Holy Child Jesus, Doctor of the Sick. It is the patronal feast of one of our sisters, and a devotion which was so dear to Bishop Dolan. The origin of this devotion lies in the heroic history of the persecuted church in Mexico, where followers of Christ were subjected to a real terror. The words of today's gospel are part of the farewell talk Jesus had with his disciples. He promised them two things. First, the coming of the Holy Ghost, and then, incredible as it must have sounded to them, that he himself will return to them, and they will see him again. And all followers of Jesus Christ throughout the centuries were promised this same Holy Ghost in the sacrament of confirmation. This great sacrament will make you a soldier of Jesus Christ. And it also prepares you to resist the world, its temptations and sins. The catechism, which our first communicants have been studying hard, has the question, why does the bishop give a slight slap or tap to the cheek when confirming? And the answer is to remind us that we must be willing to suffer everything, even death, for the sake of our Lord. Our Lord indeed did warn his disciples in today's Gospel that they had dark moments ahead of them. The world, namely his enemies, will be joyful at having gotten rid of him. His followers will cry and lament, but their sadness will be a prelude to the great joy. In Mexico, in the 1500s, Our Lady of Guadalupe destroyed the bloodthirsty idols and made this country one of the most Catholic and God-fearing nations in the world. But after the Mexican Revolution of 1910, anti-religious laws were enforced, and the Catholic Church and Catholics were subjected to a fierce persecution. Priests were told that they could minister lawfully only if they were licensed by the civil authority. That's why the government set up a schismatic, quote-unquote, national church. A suspended priest assumed the title of patriarch and formed his own hierarchy. In their distress, 
some people accepted this ministry of the schismatic clergy because there was no other way to receive the sacraments. All property used by the faithful priests was seized by the government. A large number of cathedrals and churches were closed. In those which remained open, there were no priests to serve them. Religious vows were forbidden, monasteries and convents were suppressed, communities dispersed, and Catholic teaching in schools was forbidden. Between 1924 and 1938, roughly 1,400 priests were expelled from Mexico and unestimated number put to death. In the midst of this persecution, in the Mexican Josephine Sisters Mother House in Mexico City, there was a beautiful statue of the child Jesus. He was inspired by the infant of Prague and was very much loved by one of the sisters, Mother Maria Carmelita. In 1942, she and two other Josephine sisters arrived to Tepeaca to open a new municipal hospital and Mother Carmelita brought the child Jesus statue with her. She placed this lovely statue in a little room that served as the hospital chapel. She named him the child Jesus of the hospital. Here the devotion became known and loved by many souls who received blessings by practicing it especially the sick. When the persecutions ended, the faithful wanted to enshrine their beloved Christ, who had healed their bodies and their souls. The first feast day of the Holy Child Jesus, Doctor of the Sick, was observed on April 30, 1961. In 1963, it was translated to the parish church and enshrined on a side altar. One of the reasons why Bishop Dolan loved so much this devotion was that it symbolized the trust and faith that Mexican Catholics had in the midst of the persecutions of the world. Christ warned us that this would happen. Whenever we are hated for the sake of Christ, we also might be tempted to give up, go with the flow, and join the world. We priests who are doctors of souls have seen this many times when some of our people think that the duties and following of the commandments just seem to be too much. But dropping the cross and running into the world is never a solution, because the world can never give you peace. 
There is no place far enough on earth to escape a broken heart. You can drop the cross, but not your heart, and you carry the broken heart with you everywhere you go. Then there's the temptation, if the Mass is too far away, to just go to the nearest Mass or church service available, like those Mexicans who in their hunger for Mass went to the schismatic priests. I have often heard from someone that he just can't go to a sede vacantist Mass center because it's too far away and he needs the sacraments. The Mexican government trusted in this kind of temptation and said that if you drop the faith, you can have the Mass and the sacraments. Sure, you need the sacraments, but not at the price of faith. There are several Mass centers around the globe which offer sacraments, but which are ministered and given in union with apostates who openly deny and mock the Catholic faith. It would be a terrible sin of sacrilege if we would trade Mass for money. It would be even greater sin if we would trade it for the Catholic Going without a Mass and sacraments is a terrible cross to carry. But again, what was the slap on the cheek a reminder of? To remind us that we must be willing to suffer everything, even death, for the sake of our Lord. In the midst of the sorrows of the world, what is the solution then? It is what Christ says, Come to me, all you that labor and are burdened, and I will refresh you. That innocent little child is your doctor and your redeemer. He tells you today, You have sorrow, but I will see you again. His church might be small, but it is constantly growing. We have the Episcopal consecration of Father Nkamuke, so that he's faithful in Nigeria would not need to be long time without the sacraments of the church, but that there would be more and more priests ordained and more and more soldiers of Christ confirmed. We traditional Catholics are, I think, sometimes much too gloomy and pessimistic. This happens if we see so much sin in the world or so many splits and disputes among us. Today, don't look for perfect men. Look for your perfect master and doctor. If there is sorrow and trouble, he is the healer. When Jesus called St. Matthew, who was a hated tax collector, he simply said, follow me.
Then he went to have a dinner at Matthew's house, and scribes and Pharisees asked the disciples, Why does your master eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus, hearing this, said to them, They that are well have no need of a physician, but they that are sick. In today's Gospel, the disciples asked Jesus if he would be gone long. In other words, how many years would they need to linger in the midst of persecutions and disputes? Our Lord did not give them a direct answer, but simply said, A little while, modicum. He told them to keep their courage. Their sadness at his departure will be wiped out by joy when he returns. And then they will see him again. If the world offers us nothing but sorrow and disputes, then let us leave the world and go to our heavenly doctor. I like very much the introit of the church dedication mass, which says, Terrible is this place. It is the house of God and the gate of heaven, and it shall be called the court of God. Catholic Church is the place of joy, of consolation, and of healing. One time when St. Gertrude was still in Sharonville, two young ladies of the parish stayed after the evening mass and devotions to talk with each other, like our parishioners often like to do. And they so much enjoyed their company that they didn't even notice the passing of time. They thought they would stay just a little while, but they stayed there for the whole night talking and only realized the passing of time when they saw the dumbstruck face of Father Cicada, who arrived to open the church for the morning mass. So it is among friends at the reception of our Lord Time seems to disappear, and we think the happiness of eternity, where sin and sorrow and time will be no more. A year ago, when Bishop Dolan died, it's true that for a little while things did look little gloom. I, and I think many others too, thought that how could there be St. Gertrude's without Bishop Dolan? But of course there is and will be. We have our devotions and the true Mass and sacraments, which were made by Christ, not by man. It is to be remarked that Jesus said to his disciples, I will see you again. It was he, Jesus, who would come to the disciples in a divine house call at the time and place of his own choosing. Our divine doctor didn't promise them and us eternal joy on earth, 
but a spiritual joy of the soul, which the world could not and will not be able to extinguish in our hearts. And when we will eventually see him with our own eyes, that will be a joy which no man shall take from us. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.